0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right
3: now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. Taking your calls and your questions uh, this afternoon. I have been a little under the weather this week, so I'm feeling enough strength today to jump in uh, and uh, just... Hey, in our weakness God's strength is made perfect so it's the best thing just to step into it and allow the holy spirit to minister to us hopefully my voice uh holds up and um the lord will the lord will be with us and i look forward to talking to you 303-690-3000 303-690-3000 that's the number to call uh, when you want to get on the air. and the best time to do that on the show is in the beginning here uh, when when uh, the phone lines are wide open, and then uh, you can um, text me at seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven and you could text that twenty four hours a day, seven days a week with your prayer requests. We pray over them as a church. Uh, we get to, I get to see them, and then I send them off to our team, and we pray together, uh, and it's so encouraging to know uh, that we are, um, you know, binding together, running to the throne room of grace to find help in time of need. 303 690 303 690 and of course, you can text me, uh, that line is wide open, 720 336 0897. Like I said, I was, uh, I had been sick all week. Um, previous week, my family was sick, taking care of them. I didn't get sick at all, no problem. And then, like Monday, I'm waking up and I'm like, oh man, this is not good. And actually, it's been uh, floating through the church, just different sicknesses, not COVID. I don't have COVID. Uh, tested through that, so I'm grateful for that, but, um, you know, nobody likes to be sick, Uh, nobody likes to feel their body go downhill, and, you know, I got a lot to do, Uh, and, you know, yesterday was our midweek Bible study, and I was, I got, I was looking up a scripture here, so hopefully I'll be, I I can, uh, I can uh, be sharp uh, for today, um, but let me find this passage. I wanted to talk to you about it because I think it's appropriate for all of us. Um, Paul's writing to Timothy, right, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, and he says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead, it is appearing, and his kingdom, preach the word, be ready, in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, uh exhort with all long suffering, and be ready. Um, and the the idea behind that word uh, season is to be upon whenever something comes upon you or to stand by, like like to be ready, uh standing for, you know, ready for anything uh, at any time. And, and Paul was telling young Timothy, hey, be ready. In season and out of season, like uh, the readiness, the word ready, I should say, is to stand at guard, you know, to be um, alert for anything that might come your way. And, you know, the season could be like anything, like the word would mean. Um, As seasons come and go, you want to be absolutely ready for all that God has for you. So in times like that, you know, the team here, uh, they get to. They're ready and so I, I was like, okay, I think it's Pastor Andy's uh, time up and he had some things going on yesterday, but he was ready in season and out of season and he was able to fill in and I can't wait to hear what the Lord had given him <clears throat> for uh, for our church uh, and all our studies are archived uh, in on our website, calvaryco.church or our app. So if you just go to your app store and put my name in there, uh, because there's a lot of different Calvary churches, um, just put Ed Taylor, our app will pop up. And you can download our app, turn on notifications. And you may hear little brief moments of quietness. That's because I'm clearing my throat. So I've got a little button here that I don't use very often, but I'll probably use it quite a bit today. Because this is the first time in four days Really, five days after teaching uh, the weekend <clears throat> that I've used my voice at any length, so I'm testing it out. Hopefully, it'll work. Here's a great question that came through our text line: How does someone become perfect in God's love, and what does that really mean? So let's see if we can tie that to a scripture. Um, you know, maybe. Uh, 1 John two five. whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him, <clears throat> and by this we know that we are uh, from him. Let me get back to it here. So one of the things I like to do with questions is tie them to a scripture, because otherwise we're just kind of asking abstract type of questions, uh, and maybe you have a different scripture if you're listening still that you want to tie it to, but... Here's, here's where I see uh, in uh, the scriptures. It says, um, let me see here. Oh my, it was 1 John 2, 5. Uh, so let me get back to that. 1 John 2, 5. And this is what the Bible says. Whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him by this we know that we are in him. So right away we have that perfection tied to doing. There is a process on our part of cooperating. And the word perfect here is telio. Uh, It It has the idea of to be complete or reaching the intended goal. So when you think of perfection, I know that we use the English word like perfect without flaw, like you have arrived. But in the Greek language, perfection is better translated mature, to be completed, to make perfect by reaching the intended goal. So with that in mind, how is love perfected? Well, the love of God is perfected as our relationship continues to grow through our obedience to Christ. Right? Because as we're living in unity with the Lord, with the triune God, then you know that love, his love, his agape will continue to grow in our life. Like the Bible says in Galatians, that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. Like love is the epitome of the presence of God in our lives. Love covers a multitude of sins. Love, you know, when you think of all the attributes of love, um, you think of in 1 Corinthians 13, you have a list. It's not an exhaustive list, but it is an interesting list. Listen to what happens when love is manifested in your life. Love suffers long and is kind Love does not envy, does not parade itself, is not puffed up. Love does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil. Love does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. So to have love perfected in our lives... Means that we're maturing in our relationship with God. We're being conformed in the image of Christ. We are getting closer and closer to the finish line, and it's a great word. You should look it up. Uh, you know, if you can look it up on BlueLetterBible.org, uh, or I think Bible Gateway is another script, another place to look these things up. But you should look up each time the word teleo is being used. And actually, there's a uh, let me get back to my dictionary here. My dictionary disappeared. I might be a few steps behind today, so please forgive me. Um, of course, I lost the dictionary. Let me get back to it. So it was First John 2, five, and we wanted to look at the word perfected, uh, which is the Strong's Greek word 5048, and it's teleio, i o o and there's a great article on this if you want the article uh email me i'll send you the article from uh the complete word study dictionary new testament by Zodiatis is what i use mostly um, but free versions of the um Strong's Concordance are available online, and you can look up and do a word study. So anyway, good stuff. 303-690-3000. All lines are open. And again, you're listening to a live broadcast originating from Calvary Church here in Aurora, Colorado. Unless you hear Encore at the beginning, it's a live broadcast going across the airwaves on Grace FM radio network, the Radio by Grace network network across the country, and then Hope FM and Truth FM and Higher Rock, you guys are hearing it, <clears throat> One Week Delayed. And uh, I have been under the weather uh, recently, so there are encores that have been playing. But today is not an encore. We're we're talking live uh, together. And, again, if you're listening to it, it's One Week Delayed. And would love to have you uh, call in 303-690-3000. Text me at 720 336 Eight nine seven Here's a text that's come through. Can you please say a prayer for me and my family? I'm raising my two year old niece uh since she's three months old, and my sister passed away. Her dad is in a halfway house and had visitation twice a week, and he's wanting to send uh, my niece to Florida and we go to court, so it's overwhelming, worried, emotional, and scared. Father, I do pray for this family and this person as they are dealing with all sorts of challenging family situations, court dates and the possibility of being separated from their niece and it's a very hard situation on top of the complications on top of grief uh with her sister passing away and I just pray God that you would bring great comfort that you'd minister directly to the overwhelming feeling that you'd match the worry with confidence that you would overwhelm the emotions with your steady um, hand of protection and the fears that are being felt, God, you would meet with your presence, and that we truly with the situations in our lives would trust you as the sovereign God who oversees our life and knows exactly what he's doing, uh, knows exactly how you know exactly how you're going to work all things together for the good for those that love you. Those that are called according to your purpose. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. It says here that you tried to call and it went to voicemail. The texting line is not for phone calls. So if you ever call the texting line, you will get voicemail that will never be checked. If you want to join me on the air, call this number 303 690 3000. 303 690 3000 is the number. And you will not get voicemail there. You will get Kevin. And Kevin is our host and production engineer today. And he will answer and get you on the air. 303-690-3000. Let's come back to Denver, Colorado. (laughs) Denver, Colorado. Sam, welcome to the program.
4: Hi, Pastor Ed. Nice to talk to you.
3: Thanks, Sam. What's going on?
4: Um, So you were just talking about um, the attributes of love. Yes. So, um, and my question was the the part of um, that verse. This is love, suffers long and is kind. Yeah. Um, when people like when church leaders um, that are giving marriage counseling or advice um, to stay in a relationship when there's violence involved or emotional or mental abuse, I was just wondering. Um, if that's the verse that
5: backs
3: that up. Well, not necessarily. I mean, anybody that's wise giving biblical counsel would not only reflect the letter of the law, right, and repeat the the different passages that might apply to the difficulty, but also the spirit. And what I mean by the spirit of the law is also the character and the nature of God. And God would not not want a spouse, a wife, or a husband— to remain in a place of abuse. Now, you know, the emotional and spiritual abuse part is hard to pin down sometimes. And so you might find a pastor or a counselor wanting to help work through that without validating, you know, without approving of it, without saying sin is okay, because that's a hard one to pin down. Um, and, you know, unless it's really witnessed in the in the room, it's it's super hard. But you would have to make up your own mind, right? You don't, You, you, you aren't required to stay in abusive relationship. That doesn't mean a divorce right away. It doesn't mean, um, you know, to, to give up on the marriage right away, but it could mean that you get to a safe place physically right away so that you can clear your head. Um, you can be in a safe space so that you can, um, be protected, especially when it comes to physical violence. Absolutely immediately get to a safe place. Go to a family's house, go to a friend's house. If you've got kids, take the kids and be in a safe space so that you can, uh, even if you have to involve the authorities, um, you need to involve the authorities. And so without being in the room, hearing the council, hearing all sides of the story, um, I don't know why a pastor would tell someone to stay in an abusive situation. That's That's not reflective of the um, of the heart of God for you or for any spouse.
4: What about um, with like grandparents and grandchildren? Because I know that's kind of a an issue. Um, I've had friends that have had to um, go no contact with their parents um, because they feel like they're unsafe to be around their children.
6: Do you yeah, know, I think
3: that... I think that as a parent, you you do have to make decisions for your child uh, that you believe, since you're the primary caregiver, that your friends, you know, whoever you're speaking about would have to make decisions based upon the safety of their kids and the spiritual and physical health of their kids uh, first and foremost. But here's what happens. That decision needs to also be met with, and, and this is where part of your question comes in, the agape love of God will always seek to find resolution. The agape love of God will always seek to find the a, a resolution that would be healthy for everyone involved. And again, if there's physical abuse, there's just no discussion about that. Don't ever submit to physical abuse. Don't ever place your children in a position of physical abuse. The other things, you know, the other things like um, passive aggressiveness and... Uh, you know all you know you use the word feeling, even the reality of feeling unsafe. you know finding ways um to involve a grandparent in their grandchildren's life is super important it's super important that's a that's a relationship that God has given um to grandparents and to grandchildren it's very important, and so the possibility of getting together for counseling, you know getting together to talk things through if it's not physical violence right. And again, if it's physical, then call the cops right away and get the cops involved. That's super important. Um, but all these other little challenging family situations have to be met with a lot of prayer and a lot of wisdom. And of course, a, um, a mom has to make the decision she thinks is best for her kids. And and hopefully she's making the best decision because I know some moms and even some moms' parents have made really bad decisions in withholding their grandchildren from uh, their other set of grandparents that is not biblical, not right, and not good and so it's a it's a decision that can't be made lightly
4: okay I understand that I appreciate your time
3: yeah i'm I'm sorry that it's super hard i mean none of us have clean families and and none of us have um you know not not everybody has the perfect family i don't know that anybody does um but i know healthy boundaries are important you know maybe you're the first generation and maybe your friends they're the first generation that really is breaking cycles in the family and that needs to be a big discussion in the family and the kids aren't the guinea pigs right they're not our guinea pigs they're not our experiments we have responsibility over our children so sometimes withholding a grandchild from grandparents is a wise decision sometimes it's not and you really have to walk in wisdom um you know i think it's a slam dunk like i said i want to be super clear to anyone listening that if there's physical abuse or you know molestation or anything like that absolutely no no never um not at this point ever um that that's a privilege that's lost however the other th- kind of things that are emotional and difficult and passive aggressive and drama. You know, those are hard and you wanna make sure your kids come first. That's your primary responsibility. Then the external relationships.
1: Okay.
4: All right. Well I appreciate your time. Thank you.
3: Can I pray for you?
4: Um no, no thank okay.
3: you. All right. I'll I'll pray after you hang up.
4: Okay. Thank you. All so right. Bye
3: bye. Father, I pray for Sam and just everything she's describing and um, for friends, for her, whoever it might be. It's um, These family situations can be very painful, very challenging, and I know that ultimately we make our decisions to you, to you and from you, and we hope as as the question started out, what is long-suffering? What does kindness look like? Even involving pastoral counsel and the Lord, none of us can make these decisions on our own. And even pastors can be wrong. We certainly experience that. Pastors can absolutely give wrong counsel. And that's where we want your counsel. We don't. We, a man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. And I pray that into those that are listening, and even our caller in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Out to Alabama now, Arlene, on line two. Welcome to the program. Thank you,
5: Pastor. I'm calling uh, for a chronic health situation. Okay. And as long as I've been walking with the Lord, I've been saved for quite some time. This is the the darkest place I've been. Mm. I'm like the lady in the Bible that spent all her money going from doctor to doctor and not, not better, and that's what I've been doing. Medications have piled up in my cabinet that, work for a while and then start working. I have mm. severe digestive disorder that no one has really addressed properly. Okay. And even when I called, I said the voice in the back of my head said, why call? Because you've been prayed for many times. And yeah. nothing has changed. Nothing. Mm. You don't, I don't hear God's voice. I don't Feel him. I don't see him. And I said, surely after all these years, it's uh, God. I know you have. You're there. I just, I just want to feel you. I just want to know you're there. You know. Yeah. I can't. Uh, I can't. Uh, uh, I don't eat any fruit. I can't eat any fruit. I can't drink fruit juices. I can't. My body. I just can't digest it. My bodily elimination has just about shut down. I can't mm. go to the bathroom. It's just, and it's just miserable. And the doctors that I have now said, so well, we'll get back with you. And that's that's what I'm getting right now. So I'm, sorry. I'm calling for prayer from you and um, your listeners as well that might would want to include me in prayer. But I just. I primarily, I want the healing, but I, I don't want to let go of God. I
3: don't want my that's right. This
5: situation
3: to. You know, Arlene, I was reminded as I was listening to you of uh, immediately just thinking of a time in the life of Jesus when he spoke a parable. It says in Luke 18, and he says, um, he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart saying, There was a certain city, a judge, who did not fear God, nor regard man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came to him, saying, Get justice for me, for my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming to me she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him? Though he bears along with them, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? And, you know, it does get wearying and tiring, Um, just like it says here, like, man, um, that we should pray and not lose heart. And we do lose heart because, you know, even for, even as I hear your call and the previous caller, it's like, Man, I've been praying for something for nine years and actually things seem to get worse, not better in this situation. Seems, things seem to get more complicated and more difficult and more hard and more convoluted and more confusing. And, and what it does is it just reminds me that this world is not my home. It reminds me that God, he is sovereign over my life. I am not. And the Bible says that God will withhold no good thing for those that love him. And I do love him. So what he's withholding from me right now, what he's withholding from you and your health right now is not good for us, not in this moment, but that doesn't mean that we stop praying and stop seeking and stop knocking, even as you're asking now. And so not only am I going to pray for that healing touch beyond the doctors, but I'm also just going to pray for your heart, for your emotional state, for your the way you're feeling and what you're facing. So, Father, I pray for my sister in Alabama. And, Lord, she is in and out of losing heart, discouraged and weary by her body, weary by the answers from doctors, wearied by the condition of her life. And I pray, God, that you would touch her body and heal her. We pray that by faith in Jesus' name. I pray, God, that you would support her and bring her subsistence, um, that you would, I just get this picture of you, like this vision of you coming up below her and holding her up. I pray God that you would hold her up by your supernatural loving hands. Like you would carry her like on an eagle's wings. And I pray that in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. It's funny. You
5: should pray that particular part of your prayer. The last part of it, mm-hmm. because- The other night when I lay in bed and I was praying to the Lord, I actually seemingly felt like he was pulling me to him. I could almost feel the strength Mm. of something pulling me to him, like pulling me to his breast and holding me. Yes. I began to rejoice and praise God. and. I, uh my uh hope was renewed, and then but you know the next day I go back into same. the same situation you know it's just uh, yeah. day after day, but that night, I just could only thank him for that that caressing touch that i've, I've physically felt
3: yes, I know it I was, was a
5: spirit, my spirit maybe, <clears throat> but I just feel like I felt it in my in my body and I That's good. Like you said, I go in and out. One day I'm singing and praising and just encouraged, and the next day the situation is there and I go out again. But that is what I need more as much just to stay faithful to him as he's been faithful to me all these years. And I thank you for for realizing that and praying both prayers for me, the body and the spirit.
3: Thank you, Arlene. Bless you, sister. Bye-bye. You hear the music. We're coming up right on the break. Stick around. we got a half of the show still up for us. This is Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, and we'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live, Give us a call at 303 690 3000 or text us at 720 336 0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the second half of today's program. Uh, You're listening live to a live broadcast from the studios here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. It's where Grace FM is. Grace FM is a couple radio stations here in Colorado that reach about 80% of the population. I want to shout out to you guys down in the springs. Don't mention you very often, but listening on 101.7 from Colorado Springs and and around. And of course, up here in the metro area, 89.7, all the way up into Cheyenne, Wyoming. I was just talking to Pastor Sean last week. Just a great work that God is doing up at the Calvary Chapel in, in, in uh, Cheyenne. And and of course, all the way down what we call the front range here. But we're also carried alive on the Radio by Grace network. And that's the your station you're listening to around uh, the country. Uh, uh, we're grateful to be on the many stations. That, that station originates from Grace Church in Amarillo, uh, Texas, Radio by Grace network. And very grateful for my friendship with Bill Gim. Bill Gim is originally from Aurora, Colorado. And that's actually how we met. We met through a pastoral mistake and failure of mine. Uh, That's how it all started. And uh, God was able to overcome my weaknesses and failures and um, create a great bond and friendship with the GEM family and grateful for that. And then, of course, we have uh, my friend Bill in. He's the pastor at Calvary Chapel in Marlton. That's where Hope FM originates. You guys are listening on a one-week delay and then our brother out in, um, I want to say Kentucky. I always forget. My mind is not as crisp today as it could be, but I believe uh, the Truth FM originates. Um, yeah, the question marks aren't going to help me, Kevin. <laughs> Tennessee, somewhere out there. Uh, um, forget the church uh, where it originates, but um, I'll remember. We'll write it down. And then, of course, Pastor Troy Drake in the ministry there at Calvary Chapel in Meridian. And then all around. So welcome to the program. Welcome to the second half. Uh, we're taking your calls. Line open 303 690 303 Before I get back to the phone lines, I have been sick this week. So uh, there, been, there have been some encore presentations. Uh, today's live. Unless, of course, on some later date you hear an encore, but... Uh, either way, even if an encore presentation is on, you know, real people are calling the program and, and your anything you text through, whether there's an encore or not, gets through and all the prayer requests are covered. That never stops even when you know we have holidays, even when we uh, maybe have a guest or any of the prayer requests, they get through to our prayer team. So you can use it anytime, uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, Uh, And you can use it during the show to send questions as well. If we have time or need to go to them, we will. Here's a text that came through. June 4th is coming up. 19 years uh, that my dad has passed away. Can you pray for my mom since she goes downhill more and more every day? I think this is from our friend Frank. uh, And it says, can you pray for those on the roads? Um, Frank's dad was tragically uh, killed by a drunk driver. Uh, He worked for the Colorado Department of Transportation and, um, you know, just uh, crushed uh, the Lopez family in many ways uh, and was a, uh, almost took Frank's life and it was part of the pain, the process of the pain brought Frank to a saving faith in Jesus Christ. And, um, you know, I'll say this in messages from time to time, and and I know it gets some it, it gets a lot of different looks, you know, and different responses. But it's it's hard to believe, but it's true. Sometimes the worst things in our lives actually become the best things as God turns them around and uses them for good. And we won't know really the essence of it all until we see Jesus face to face. And I'm I'm certain that I'm I'm one million percent certain that the things we don't understand today, when they're explained to us in the presence of Jesus, we will agree with God that he's holy, righteous, and true. So I pray for Frank and his mom, God. Um, it's I, I totally uh, can relate to things going downhill, especially as dates come up and as difficulties arise. So I pray now 19 years later that when June fourth comes around, it's gonna feel very much like it was the the day that n- knock on the door came. So I pray for your supernatural strength to just like my friend and uh, Arlene in Alabama. um just thinking of this scripture: "Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength; they shall mount up like with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint." And just to have that covering um, and that supernatural strength to comfort this family uh, as they grieve, and as another memorial, you know, another day comes up to memorialize the death. um, It stinks. So we pray for them, all the Lopez family and those connected, in Jesus' name, Amen. Back to the phone lines. Uh, Let's go to New Mexico, Logan. Welcome to the program. Howdy. Hey, man. What's up?
6: <clears throat> um. Well, I guess.
3: Um, I, just you still...
6: wanna, I know. I know. I'm, I'm trying to gather my thoughts.
3: Oh, it's like, okay. We thinking... just can't have any silence on the radio. Right.
6: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll just get out. Go ahead. Um, I just, sometimes I feel like I'm in God's will, and then sometimes I'm like, how can you be? You don't get to go to church. I'm a truck driver. Okay. So, I don't, I don't get to fellowship as much as I would like to. Okay. I don't get to go to the Wednesday night Bible studies, like, like a common everyday workers, so I'm like, it just bugs me that I don't get to do those things, but I, I know it doesn't save you, I just, I don't feel like I'm a part of the, the the battle. Sure. Like, I'm just sitting on the sidelines, listening to the sermons in my truck, but I don't get to yeah. do anything, it seems like.
3: Well, let's talk about that. You know, let's, let's talk about a few concepts here. Unless you're in, and let's talk about the God's will, first of all, unless you're in known sin, you are in God's will. This is where he has you and you want to be faithful there. Um, This is where he has you. And, And the second thing that I think of is, you know, life has its seasons. Life has its seasons. I remember seasons in my life where, although I wasn't a truck driver, I was, uh, working to provide for my little family, I hardly made any money. So the way that I was able to uh, provide for my family is I had to work a lot of overtime. And working a lot of overtime gave me the same effect, a similar effect to what you're um, feeling is that it took me away from my family, it took me away from church, it took me away from holidays, you know, I, I got paid way more money on the holidays. So I chose to work holidays, you know, I was just doing what it took to provide for my family. But it was a season. It was a season. And, and just like regular seasons, seasons come and go. Um, and then the third thing I was thinking about this job is something that I would always tell my kids, that it's always best to look for a job while you have one. And so God may have you, while you're driving this truck, start knocking on some doors for a different position that have better hours. Um, better pay. This happens to be a time in our U.S. economy, especially for what you do for a living, where you're able to write your own ticket, and it just may be for you. May be time for you, even if you hire somebody to help you find a job. Somebody that's their life, you know, like they call them headhunters or job consultants or career consultants, where you you throw a few bucks their way and they do the heavy lifting for you. And you tell them, hey, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I like. I'd like a, maybe instead of over the road, I'd like something local. I'd like, you know, and you you may be surprised that other opportunities are available for you, even there in Clovis. Um, but I, I know that this is a season for you. And it's brought you to the place where now you're starting to pray, saying, God, what do you want me to do? And that's not a bad place to be. What do you want me to do? Um, where do you want me to work? Because I want more fellowship. I want I want to experience, God, what you describe in your word with, I want to be together and continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship and the breaking of bread and in prayer. And this may be the catalyst for you to start knocking on doors and see if God doesn't have something for you other than what you have right now.
6: Job isn't local. But, I mean, I know you don't know that. We don't know each other, but it's more about I want to be a part of the fellowship and be a part sure. of the, the war because yes. I know we're in it.
3: We are in it. You're right. Let me pray for you. Yes, sir. Father, I pray for Logan, God, and just the—I the, the uh, de- I hear defeat in his voice. I hear frustration in his voice, Lord, and I pray that you would meet him where he is just in his current situation, the difficulty that the feelings that he's having, the, the realities he's, he's experiencing. I pray, God, that you would come alongside of him and give him a direction, that you would open doors that no man can close and that you would close doors that no man would open. And I pray specifically in agreement with him that he wants to get into the fight and that you would just give him wisdom on what that looks like. And, and even if he can't be somewhere physically, he could be in the fight through prayer. That is one of the weapons that's spoken of in Ephesians. i reminded right now, Lord, that we put all the armor on and we also take up the word of God and prayer. And so I pray, God, for my brother Logan that, that he would even see that he has been a part of the fight as he's taken advantage of the weapon of prayer Getting, being able to step into situations where he can't be there physically, but he can be there spiritually. In Jesus' name, amen.
6: Amen. Thank you, brother.
3: Okay, man. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. I was also reminded as I was praying, like um, Paul, when he was writing, and I forget who, where he was writing. I'm going to see if I can find it here. Um, he talked about not being there physically, but he was there in spirit. I know that he said that a couple of times. One was in a church discipline issue, so you're probably writing to the Corinthians, and I forget the other one, um, but I'm kind of scanning through and seeing if anything pops up. Um, But we can be a part of the warfare um, through prayer, and it's just one of those seasons, um, one of those challenging times. Here it is in 1 Corinthians 5, verse 3. It says, um, for I am indeed as absent in the body, but present in spirit. Absent in body, but present in spirit. And surely it doesn't have the same feeling, um, no doubt. And we want to be different places. You know, we, we don't want to be watching online all the time, right? We want to be in the room. Uh, we want to be with other people because proximity, joining together, is what God has given to us. Um, it, it is His gift to us. But at the same time, um, we know that it's important that we continue um, we continue to be faithful where we are, knowing that the Holy Spirit is with us as well. And we get to come together in prayer. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. Text me 720-336-0897. We're going to come back to Denver now. Ben is on the line. Ben, welcome to the program.
2: Hey, Pastor. How you doing?
3: I'm all right, man. What's up?
2: It uh, kind of relates to the last call. A little different, but I would just like prayer uh, for seasons of grief. Because sometimes it feels like grief just never ends. Uh, particularly for my sister. She's going, she's going through a divorce right now. And... Uh, we were all raised in church, but she's not currently a believer. She walked away from her faith quite a bit ago. Yeah. We lost our mom to cancer a yes. few years ago, so this is kind of, it's going to be like another layer of grief, compounded grief, possibly a worse grief. I, I've never been divorced. I, I've heard divorce is just worse than, uh, than uh, death. Um, but yeah, I would just like to pray for her salvation, for possible reconciliation of the marriage yes and just just for strength for all of us me and my siblings you know without our mom here and all of us are kind of going through our own, own personal struggles um I, I don't know if it's spiritual warfare or what's going on it just seems like everything is kind of coming down on our entire family at, at once uh, but just for strength to support her however we can to make it easy for her and uh, just not to get discouraged with you know the unexpected things that happen in life and how, how do we get to these points and, you know kind of again relating to that last call god's will Yes. Seasons we find ourselves in, but yeah, sometimes it seems like the grief just never ends. Just like it, you know, and even with COVID, all the COVID stuff the past year, really just you know, it's never-ending grief cycle in that keeps in my family.
3: Yeah, it's and, true. You know, it's, you're you're right that that the grief of losing your mom, on top of all the last couple of years with the upheaval in the world and isolation, pandemic, uh, you know, all of that, and then on top of that, divorce because divorce. Not only is it a real loss, but then you feel shame and guilt and unwanted and it's a really bad, you know, you, you understand sometimes pastors will take an approach, well, God hates divorce and, and just kind of like come across so mean spirited and, and God does hate divorce. But in order to understand what, what, what was being spoken there in Malachi, you you want to talk to a person that's divorced and he'll tell you exactly why God hates it. It's painful. It's hurtful. It, it lasts. The pain lasts generations. Um, it, it, if there's children involved, then the children are unnecessarily hurt, and and so it is real. And I think that your sister is uh, is a very blessed woman to have you in her life because um, you're very. I can hear in your voice you're very sensitive to the unique pain you guys are going through, and and uh, God uses men and women that are sensitive to his spirit and sensitive to the hurt that's around them. So I pray, God, for Ben and his family, his sister, not only the losing of their mom, God, that you would comfort them, but also this ugly divorce. And now a divorce on top of uh, her walking away from you. And so it's happening in the world. It's happening like, um, it's just like the prodigal son sitting there looking at the, Result of all these decisions and then condemnation and the enemy of of our souls would like to come in and destroy. Just kill, steal, and destroy. And I pray alongside with Ben that you would bring strength and healing and comfort and draw his sister back to you, Lord. Use this tragedy and this pain to wear down her physical, mental, logical, like, you know, just her smartness all the things that she has used to build walls against you and bring her back to a place of humble repentance and dependence upon you. And I pray for Ben as well. He's feeling pain, not only of the loss of his mom, but just seeing his sister go through all this and and everything that we mentioned, Lord. We just admit to you our humanity and our inability, God, to do anything without you. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, but we can do nothing apart from you. So we cast our cares upon you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, brother, keep us up to date, okay?
2: Okay, I will appreciate it. You have a great
3: one. Thanks, Ben. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Back here in Colorado, Donna is in Arvada. Welcome to the program. Hi. Hi, Donna. You're on the air. Hello? Yep, you're on the air with me.
1: Hi, I was listening to you talk to Hi. Logan. Hi, I was listening to you talk to Logan, and I, I too, was a truck driver for 18 years.
3: And yes.
1: I spent a lot of time. It was great time to study, to listen to sermons, to pray. You're 10 hours or more behind the wheel. You have a lot of hours. And so I did a lot of study, 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 pray, 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 and devoted countless hours to that. And when the time came, God called me off the truck.
3: Yes. And he does that. He did that with me.
1: I actually got to drive some more. He gave me a great job. I was driving a shuttle, taking people to the airport.
3: Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: And in that time... He gave me a love for the elderly, opened my Mm. heart, and gave me a love for the elderly. And today, I'm a caregiver to the elderly.
3: No way. That's amazing.
1: How does that happen? God does that. That's right. And so, Logan, if you're listening, just be faithful in what you're doing and pray. Use this time to know the Word. Listen, I have have three, three clients. They're all Catholics. And I have the opportunity, I get to talk about God. Because they are Catholic, I get to talk about God. Yes. Some clients I've been I've been warned, don't talk about God. I'm, you can go to jobs where they say, you can't do that. But I have a client, he's 90 years old, and I read the Bible to him every day. And God has just used the whole situation, and he's taught me. I can look back to when I was on the truck, learning, 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 Yes. Reading the scriptures, listening to the scriptures. Yes. I read to this guy and I listened to the scriptures so I knew how to pronounce all those funky names.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's great.
1: So, Logan, hang in there, pray. you got hours to pray, hours. I would spend four or five hours just singing mm. worship music.
3: Mm, that's so it's good. amazing. And, you know, that's a great reminder. I appreciate you sharing that because in the job that I described, um, I had... I I was able, I was answering phones and dispatching ambulances and I was able to read all that time. So if I worked a 12, 14, double, if I worked a 24 hour shift uh, and there was nothing going on, um, I had permission from my boss to read all I wanted to. And so I just read and read and read and read. It was like, it was, it was like being, and I could listen to the radio as well if it was tuned low. Um, And, and it was just such a, a wonderful opportunity um, to use that time for the glory of God.
1: It's amazing, uh, and I knew it. Uh, Logan will know it as he's praying; he'll know it in his heart. I knew it. I it, it all. I didn't know how it would happen, but it did. Yeah. And here I am today. I'm like, how is it that I was a professional driver for 20 years? Yes. And now a caregiver. And my very first client was um, in hospice in her home. I gave her the gospel every day. She was so mad. Um, She couldn't get out of her bed. She couldn't do anything. Now she could kick me out of her house, but guess what? She never did. One day (laughs) she upset so bad. I opened up my phone and we just listened to the book of John the whole time I was there.
3: (laughs) That's so good. Well, praise God. Thanks for that encouragement. I hope I know Logan's still listening. So um, I know it'll be an encouragement to him. It's, you know, it's one of those down seasons and uh, the Lord is using testimonies like yours uh, to encourage him so thank you so much
1: you guys bless you logan
3: bye-bye 303-690-3000. we're coming up i got time for other uh, maybe another call or two uh coming up on uh the end of the program here but it's good to be back with you i've been sick the last few days i'm actually still sick today but i really felt like i needed to step in and be here today and i'm glad that i um i'm glad that i was I'm glad for Pastor Andy and the team that could be in season and out of season at our church. Uh, And my voice did hold up pretty well, so I'm grateful for that. Um, And um, it's good. So I just pray. I'm asking you to pray uh, for us. Tomorrow uh, is a pretty significant day uh, in our life. May 27th uh, marks the ninth year of the passing of our son. And so just pray for us being separated from our grandson as well, nine years and all the difficulty and uh, that surrounds the passing of our son. You can just remember uh, us in your prayers. Uh, Appreciate it. Um, Just like Frank uh, texted in and Ben texted in, those that have experienced, um, you know, the death of a loved one, all you guys listening in, uh, all these dates right now, all these dates, birth dates, death dates uh, burial dates for us it was the day that we got the text message from his wife uh, that he had collapsed I remember it like it was yesterday I remember the sights the sounds the smells where we were uh, where my car was parked um, how fast we got home from Breckenridge all of that Um, what a great relationship we had prior to this all of it, it all comes back Uh, the text messages that I sent that morning. Um, And so, you know, it it helps me uh, to remember you as you're facing things in your life. It helps me, just like the Bible says, and let me read to you what the Bible says um, in growing in our understanding of serving one another. The Bible says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ the father of mercies and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God for as the sufferings of Christ abound in us. So our consolation also abounds through Christ. Now, if we are afflicted, it is for your consolation. I think of our sister Arlene, the affliction she deals with daily that doctors can't help and she hasn't seen improvement. Well, if we are afflicted, it's for the consolation of others and for salvation, which is effective for enduring the same sufferings which we also suffer. Or if we're comforted, it's for your consolation and salvation. And our hope for you is steadfast. Because we know that as you are partakers of the sufferings, so also will you partake of the consolation. Listen to it in the New Living Translation. This is, by the way, Second Corinthians, you guys want to memorize. This would be a great passage to memorize, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they're troubled, we'll be able to give them the same comfort that God has given us. For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. Even when we are weighed down with troubles, it is for your comfort and salvation. For when we ourselves are comforted, we will certainly comfort you. Then you can patiently endure the same things we suffer. We are confident that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in the comfort that God gives us. So nothing is wasted, friend. Nothing is wasted. And after the death of our son Eddie in 2013, not many years later, I started writing on the topic of grief. And you can find By the way, if you're looking for resources on grief, just email me. I will send you um, the best of the best of resources that I have found in the last nine years, um, including my website, edtaylor.org. We're currently undergoing a major overhaul, so pray for us as a brother is working on redoing our whole website edtaylor.org you got to go to .org because some santa claus a professional santa claus named ed taylor owns the .com so that's not me um .org is my edtaylor.org. and i write on grief and i also write on ministry and i write on life you know general things so uh, but on in particular grief you can just text or email me send me a text say send me uh, the resources on grief seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven, or you can email me at ed at edtaylor.org. Um, but we want to pray for you that the lord would encourage you in your grief and sorrow that god would be a comfort to you and a strength to you uh, we're grateful that god is faithful that even when we are faithless god remains faithful So stay strong in the grace of Jesus Christ. He is faithful. Even when we are faithless, he will not deny himself. Appreciate you guys. Grateful to be a part of this fellowship family through the airwaves. Until next time, the Lord bless and encourage you.
0: You've been listening to Calvary Live.